Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. It's Franny here. And before we dive into today's episode, I have a question for you. When you go to write content for your brand, do you have a clear brand voice that you know exactly how to speak from? Or are you writing in a way that sounds professional, maybe a little chat GPT-ish, or just like a lawyer or somebody boring wrote it? Sorry, lawyers, I'm not saying you're boring, but you know, the writing. We want to have a little more fun with our content. We want to insert that personality, that brand voice into every single piece of content, every email, every Instagram post, every podcast, all of the things that we do. So we made you a super fun brand persona quiz that will help get you started. And just by taking the quiz, you're going to learn something about yourself and your brand voice that maybe you didn't realize before. Then you're instantly going to get all kinds of awesome insights with a downloadable PDF guide that is custom to your results. Now, this quiz has been a huge hit for us for the past couple of years, but we just gave it a total makeover. So even if you've already taken it before, you're going to enjoy giving it another whirl. So pop on over to ampersand-studios.com slash quiz and click start. All right, let's dive back into our topic for today. The sweet thing about building an unbreakable brand is figuring out your common themes of repeatable content and then doing just that. You are an expert in your thing and the best service you can offer as an expert is repeating those topics that make up your balanced brand story over and over. Welcome to the Something Businessy Podcast. I'm Franny. And I'm Nicole. And we are stoked to be your brand coaches and business besties. We started Ampersand Studios in 2009, and we've learned a few things. Over the years, we've made lots of mistakes, but celebrated a few big wins too. We build brands by helping small business owners unapologetically settle into their voice and visuals so that they can create meaningful content that attracts the type of client and work that lights them up. We designed this podcast to be your place to come every single week to get an honest and candid dose of inspiration, step-by-step actionable workshops, crazy stories, random thoughts, and our take-it-or-leave-it approach to business. So get in. We never know where this is going to go, but we promise to at least talk about something businessy. Hello. We are going to talk about something businessy today. you got Nicole here. And I want to talk to you about what to do if your content just totally flops. If you ever created a piece of content that took you a really long time to make and it just totally flopped, maybe you wrote a meaty blog post, recorded a killer podcast episode, or designed a multi-page carousel on Canva for an Instagram post, um, those like suck up your entire day, so I know what that feels like. And then you just get a few views. It's like a total kick in the pants. It is the worst feeling ever. We have all been there, likely more often than we would like to admit. That defeat likely results in us just throwing in the towel, never to revisit that content so dramatic ever again. (laughs) We suck it up to, well, I guess no one wants to see this, which you could be right about. I mean, there is that possibility that it just wasn't a good piece of content, but it is more likely to be a number of other contributing factors that lead to a piece of content flopping. So the first one is that maybe it was just posted at a bad time of day. We get this question a lot. Is there a best time to post? Okay. My answer to this is yes and no. So I think getting really obsessed with posting at 7 a.m. every day or 12 p.m. every day is like, it's a little 
overkill. It's not a science, I guess. It's more common sense. Don't post in at 3 a.m. when nobody is awake. But like maybe posting in the morning for one post might really kick off because people are hopping on Instagram before they, you know, go to work, they're getting ready, they're using the toilet, whatever they're doing, people often do like a morning scroll. But that might pop off for one piece of content, but not another. So our best advice for that is just to test. So, but it might have just been posted at a bad time of day, which means it got no views and then it was not brought out to more people because the robot of Instagram says, people like this, I'm going to show it to more people or nobody likes this, I'm going to kill this post immediately. So that results in no one seeing it. So, or it just didn't reach the right people that it was created for. So maybe it went out to the wrong audience, uh, which made it flop. So um, that can happen too. And, you know, that is just kind of a trial and error. Maybe it didn't hit the right people at the right time, but you know it's really good content. So hang on to it. Hang with us here. So another another probability is that it was the wrong format for the type of content or you know, maybe it was, it would have hit better as a different type of content. So if you put out like a piece of long form content, like a YouTube video, that is going to probably take a little bit more time to get traffic versus a reel that can get shot out really fast. So, you know, long, long form versus short form, short form is going to be a lot less of a commitment to engage in it. So, so really that, you know, that comes down to the case too. I mean, if it was a blog post or if it was a really long caption or me, you know, an an uninteresting title. So, or a lack of a hook, that's another reason. The, if you have a boring hook on, and I'm talking specifically about Instagram in this case, but this also goes for your email marketing, that is if your subject is boring and falls flat, people aren't going to click to read the email. They're going to put you right in the trash or spam you, which is worse. Uh, so we want to have interesting titles and a hook that makes us makes the viewer want to read more or engage. Um, another reason that your content might be falling flat is that it is missing a relatable voice. So are you just typing out the information? Are you sounding like a robot? Are you not talking like yourself? When we're engaging with content that doesn't sound like a human, we don't really feel like there's a human on the other end of it. So that could be a really big contributing factor. Uh, the visuals could be unappealing or not relevant to the audience or the post topic. So maybe maybe the image was an afterthought or... You know, oftentimes text graphics just don't do as well as like a picture of a human face. The algorithm likes faces. There are a lot of playing parts on that. Your A picture of your family or a picture of you is probably going to perform better than using like a quote block or a stock photo. Are we selling? Are we asking them for something when it should be a give? That is also something to look back at what we're doing and recognize. Am I asking, 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 or am I giving value? Every piece of content we put out should do at least one of the following value drivers. I've restructured these a little bit (laughs) to make them all start with an E, so it would be easy to remember, but that's entertain, educate, empower, or engage. So 
Is it entertaining? Obviously, every piece of content you put out should be entertaining, even if it hits the other factors. If it's boring, then I don't know. Unless it's really valuable to your brand, then maybe like rework it. Educational. So does it educate? And I'm not saying it has to do all of these. I'm saying it should do at least one. Um, does it empower them or inspire them to make take action or to feel something? And does it engage them? Does it uh, make them want to spark conversation or comment or share? So entertain, educate, empower, or engage. It should hit one, at least one, and hopefully more than one. So how do we resolve a flop? No, no, you don't throw your computer or your phone in out the window. You guys, audit and test. So audit essentially means look at what we did and figure out what happened, okay? Do I know my ideal customer and my audience? That is the first thing. And I know that a lot of us have been in business a long time and we haven't really figured that out. But if you're listening to this podcast, then I am going to guess that you've probably heard us say it a hundred times. You need to know your customer. Do you know the content that they enjoy? Are you speaking to them in a way that resonates with them? And are you providing value? Is the vehicle that you chose for the content the right fit to get the results that you're after? So long, there, there's a lot of different, what I would call a, ve- a content vehicle, right? It's, it's the, the container in which you chose to post, right? Is it what platform, what type of post, right? So long form means that it requires more effort and more time to engage with the content. So think like listening to a podcast that's two hours long or even 15 minutes or even 30 minutes. Uh, reading a blog post, an email, newsletter, ebook, webinar, YouTube, long form video. Those are all long form contents pieces. So, so they do require a lot more effort and a lot more time for people to con- consume them. So more likely those aren't going to do as well because they are not an instant gratification. And it's a lot harder to, to spend multiple minutes watching that because it, it requires a bigger, a bigger commitment up front. Short form content is minimal effort. So I would say a majority of what you do is at least in the beginning, at least until you build a loyal following will probably be short form content. That is a static image post with a caption. So so that would be Instagram or Facebook or wherever, I mean, Twitter or whatever. It is really simple photo caption or graphic caption. We're all familiar with that. So that is really minimal. It's easy to engage with. As far as a length of caption, that is another thing that we just want to audit and test. Sometimes short captions do well, uh, and sometimes long captions do well. Regardless, they are points for the for the uh, algorithm with, with Instagram and Facebook. So if you have a long form caption, it is telling the robots that this person's spending a lot of time looking at this photo. Or, or reading this caption. So it may help you. The same goes if no one wants to read the caption. It tells the robots, no one likes this. It's too much. The next way that you can make short form content is by posting Instagram or Facebook stories. So stories are something that is a continuation of a story that you're already telling, basically. You don't go on and reintroduce yourself in the stories. 
by that point, your followers already know you. You're kind of continuing the story. It's off the cuff. It's uh, behind the scenes. It's unfiltered, even though they're filtered a lot. Stories are meant to be a little bite-sized engagement to what you do and what you're doing that day. And um, that being said, remember, you still need to make sure that they're valuable in some way, that we're, we're telling a story, that we're inspiring, that we're educating in some way. Um, even if, if we're just educating them about your product or service. And I'm not saying selling. I'm saying um, you, you need to be providing entertaining information always. So Instagram stories are relatively uh, low barrier of entry. You can, I, I recommend posting a story every day or at least five, six days out of the week. That could even be just you sharing your post to stories. A lot of Instagram consumers are just spending all their time in stories. And, and so they aren't scrolling the regular, the regular feed. And so it is a good idea to repost in stories. You, that's also a great opportunity for collaboration if you are posting other people's stuff. But we're talking about creating our own content. Instagram stories are great. That being said, also, you don't want to continuously talk forever on stories. Instagram stories are not meant to be long form content. Okay. A lot of creators will just get on and they'll just vlog. I think every now and then if you want to do that, that's up to you. But you're going to, if you're doing that on a regular basis, you're going to get people that are overlooking you. Or maybe maybe you'll have a, a cult group that's like super into it. I personally don't enjoy that type of content because most of the time I am watching with my sound off. So if you are going to get on and vlog, make sure that you're adding captions so that way you are um, being accessible to people who are not listening with sound or people who are deaf. So the next thing is Reels and TikTok. So these are short form video. They're, this is the way that you grow on Instagram because your short form videos get put out to a, a large audience that is not necessarily following you. So this is the best and fastest way to grow without paid ads. Reels, I feel like pretty much any piece of content can be made into a reel. They're just, they require a little bit more, it's just muscle memory in what makes a good reel and how to record it and how to get everything in a really bite-sized, succinct way. But generally people will engage with reels because they're just so easy to consume. And if they're very, very quick, or if they have a lot of information that people need to hold the screen and pause on, then... You, you will get multiple views, which tells the algorithm robots, people like this, it brings it out to more people. So there's a lot of just ta tactics and strategy with having good reels. So memes, how, I mean, that's how we're all like getting educated these days, right? Us simple uh, content consuming humans. We all love a good meme and I think it's a great way to teach or to make a joke or to get out your content in some way and be relatable. So memes do require, I mean, unless you're resharing a meme, if you're creating your own memes, then, you know, it does require a little bit more planning and thought. Then there's infographics. Infographics are great. They make you look smart. <laughs> they please post like correct information, but um, they're generally easy to digest. I don't really think they get a ton of engagement, but they are a great way for people who are interested in your content to consume your content. So if you chose to make a long form 
piece of content, like a blog post or an ebook, how are you driving people to that content? That's another thing to think about. So if the piece of content that flops is a blog post, did you take the adequate measures to drive people to the blog post? Maybe you need to, um, to chunk up the same content into small little value nuggets and, and put them in something that's easier to digest. So if you have a blog post that has like multiple takeaways that, that you could be teaching on, how can we condense that into something that maybe they are only getting a part and they would want to go read more? So be thinking about that. That is a really great way to chunk up your content, get a lot more bang for your buck to where you're spending all the time creating the blog post and then you can take little snippets for people who to kind of like get a, little, get a little taste and see if they want more. Are you effectively marketing? Are you, How are you getting out the word? If we're trying to get readers to your blog, perhaps you are directing users to that content from a social media platform or a, a link in an email to your email list. Hopefully you have an email list. We need to make a, a podcast episode about, all about that because that's that's a whole nother Oprah. Um, if you are trying to get more eyes on your Instagram post, did you post it to your stories? So we talked about that. Reposting your post to stories. Tag, collaborate with other relevant accounts to um, inspire reposts. As many people that you can post that you can tag in stories that are relevant, that makes it very easy for them to, to share, I mean, one button share to their own stories, which is great to get more eyes on your content. You can also collaborate with Reels to where it shows up on their grid too. So that is another great way to, to get your content out there. With collaboration, I would recommend talking to the other business owner ahead of time because um, they may or may not want to accept your collaboration. You might even want to encourage a reason for others to share. Maybe, I don't know, some kind of incentive or you know a partnership or a friendship that you're just like, hey friend, hey mom, can you repost my post? Like, that can go a long way because it gets you out to a new set of eyes, a new audience. Um, and maybe even paying to boost a post every now and then for that content that's really relevant and really meaty if you want it to go out farther. So for long form content in general, cost your user more time and effort. We talked about that. You need to direct them there in multiple multiple times in different ways. So you can't just like post one time like, hey, go check out my blog. Go check out my blog. Like you need to double down. This blog is awesome. You need to go check it out. This is amazing. This podcast episode is totally a must listen. Like figure out ways to get the content out there and then give them short form content samples that leave them wanting more. Another issue is, sorry, maybe your copy sucks. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit. Like are you are you making sure you sound like a human being? Are you uh, giving relevant and uh, and exciting titles and are the hooks engaging if you're not providing a way to draw your reader in to read more or if they're halfway through and want to quit there's an issue there too just be cognizant of that and be really careful to make sure that you are are speaking like yourself and that you're representing your brand in a in a great way that's entertaining um, are you providing the four value driver e's entertain educate empower engage so next, my favorite, are your visuals interesting? <laughs> are they interesting? Do you have photos that represent your brand in a really good way? Are they fun to look at? Do they go with the picture? You want to test. So 
take the content that you created and try fixing one of the things that I mentioned above to see if you can get better engagement from the same post or the same content, reworking the content in a different way, posting again. Um, if it's an Instagram post, maybe it's pairing it with a different image or and with the same caption. I know you're thinking, what if people notice? Well, they didn't notice the first time. So that's why we're here is that the first post no one saw. So as long as you aren't posting them back to back, I'm sure it's fine and nobody's paying that much attention. Okay, more ideas. You could make your post into a five things listicle. So can we break it down to easy digestible takeaways? Perhaps it would be more interesting as a video. Could the listicle be a reel where you point five times on the screen? Okay, these are all ideas. Take them, create, and document the results. See if you can get improvement. You don't need to do this with every post. We're only tuning the machine. Once you figure out the formula, you'll, you'll start having better results with your regular content because it will be a lot easier to understand what happened. And if you have a broken post, a flop again, you can head back over to this audit and figure out what needs to be changed for next time. The sweet thing about building an unbreakable brand is figuring out your common themes of repeatable content and then doing just that. You are an expert in your thing and the best service you can offer as an expert is repeating those topics that make up your balanced brand story over and over in different ways. Okay, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope this was helpful. And um, remember to, to follow all those E's. We want to be putting out content that's interesting. And then always, you know, turn the mirror and think, would I want to read this? Would I want to watch this? And, you know, don't, don't overthink it, though. Just put it out there. See how it does. Test it. Adjust it. Do the same thing again in a couple weeks. And um, you guys are going to totally fine-tune this machine. And I promise that... Creating content can and will be fun once you really just figure out how to speak to your ideal customer. When you start getting that feedback that people are loving your content, there's like nothing better in the world than helping people in that way and being able to give back. So um, you guys have got this. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at something businessy. I would love to hear your takeaways and you know, maybe even you could share the piece of content that you tested with me. I would absolutely love to see it and see how it's doing and um, just see the analytics. It's so fun to see all your hard work finally pay off. So um, hit us up there and we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and mentions. And it would mean the world to us if you'd take a second to leave a review wherever you're listening today and share this episode with someone businessy. We'd love to hang out with you more. So please come say hi to us on Instagram at somethingbusinessy. Mm-hmm.